Good morning, everybody. It's great to see you today. Hey, I really appreciate Ricky's sensitivity in the band to uh, sensitive to God because, um, you know, really we need a move of God in our lives. We uh, ethics are cool. You know, good theology is awesome. I love it. You know, nobody loves theology more than I do. And maybe Stacy does, but you know, um, but the whole thing. And so I was thinking about the Spirit of God here, and and. I, I'm, I'm a little bit in turmoil just at this particular moment, only because of uh, I normally don't like breaking rhythm of the service, but I'm going to break the rhythm of the service today because of two two coincidental things that occurred. I have a friend, you have a friend in this church, uh, Tim Singleton. Uh, if you know him, he is uh, got cancer, and uh, you know it's he's lost uh, his leg from uh, cancer and. Uh, now he's at the point where the cancer has traveled in his back, and he's fighting for his life. Now, I normally wouldn't bring that up, and, um, but if Ricky hadn't talked about the power of the Lord being in this place, I probably would have just not have told you about it. But then, coincidentally, Google decided me to send me a memory this morning of, of something out of my photos, and I looked at my watch, and it was Tim Singleton. So, hey, when you get a couple of those crazy things that happen at the same time, I, so I know he's probably going to hate me for, for letting everybody know about it because they asked us to keep it on the down low. But, you know, when, when you get so down low, uh, I hope there's a group of people that are gathering someplace to pray for my life. So you may have a Tim Singleton in your life. I have one in my life. You may have a situation that you're facing that is incredibly difficult um, we're going to be talking about stimulus in a few minutes, but we need God to work in our lives, the lives of our country and our own personal lives. So uh, let's just one more time. I want you to think about that one thing that is insurmountable in your life, that one thing that you can't beat on your own. And I, I think we all got at least one thing that we've tried to beat or dodge or overcome or toughen out, but then life brings us to a place where we just can't get past it. I want you to think about that right now, and, and I want you to, if you don't have one, I want you to think about um, Tim and Faith at this moment. Heavenly Father, we come into this place, not with sorrow, but Lord God, we come here with faith. We come here with confidence believing that you hear our prayers as Ricky led us into this place. This is a special place. This is, I mean, Lord God, that there are so many places. The stock exchange is a cool place to be, and Mount Everest is a great place to be, and being in the hospital when you're sick is a great place to be. But God, we believe that of all the places on the earth to be, that right now is the most powerful place, and it's right here. And so, Lord God, we lift up all the cares of our life, all the difficulties, all the struggles, the Tim Singletons of the world, Lord God, that, that are facing things that are more difficult than their own lives. And we pray, Lord God, that today that you bring about healing, strength, restoration, power, boldness, and authority to your people. The Lord God, that we will pray into other people's situations as we learn about stimulus, as we learn about the package of life that you have given to each and every one of us who call upon Christ. Lord God, just encourage us and strengthen us to utilize it for your kingdom's sake. And we pray for all the, all, all the things that are being offered up here today, all the prayer requests in Jesus' name, 
Amen. What I'd like you to do this coming week, we're going to be praying for the Tims of the world, seven days of prayer. We'll meet here at 7 o'clock. I mean, at 6 o'clock. I get here about 7. Uh, we'll meet here at 6 o'clock. You have one of these on here, okay? You have one of these on your chairs. And, and the only thing that's going to stop you from taking it and pinning it to that cross, well, there's two things. Maybe unbelief, okay? You don't have to figure out how God's going to do anything. If you've got somebody you need, just write their name on it. You know, if you don't got anybody, write the name Tim on there for me, okay, and pin it to that cross. The other thing that might would be that you'd be embarrassed to get up and go over and get the cross. Well, you know, hey, I hope you're not too embarrassed to pray for me when my time, you know, my fight is, is present, you know, when I'm struggling in life. So let me encourage you, just write down whatever it is that God has laid on your heart for your family, your, your neighborhood, for your school, whatever it may be, just write it on here and pin it to that cross. And then we're going to lay them all out here on, on, you know, we've got, you know, one of the heads of Roper Hospital here today. And, you know, you know Chris, Chris needs prayer. I mean, that, that hospital was just stacked with people. Um, over the last week, you know, and we, we need to be praying for people. We need to be lifting up. So this seven days of prayer is not just some, like, what, things that Christians do. Okay, I don't mean to ramble, but, you know, we've seen what the, they can do, and we've seen what they can do, and, and they ain't getting it done. So we need God to get it done for us. And if my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear their prayer, I will heal their land, and bada-bing, bada-boom. Okay? So <laughs> it says that in the original Hebrew, bada-bing, bada-boom. They were Italian before they were Jewish. All right, that's right. Okay, so write it on there. Um, next thing is small groups. If you are doing life alone, I don't know how you're making it, personally. I, if you're doing it, you don't have to do life alone. We have COVID-safe small groups that you can go to and that you can be a part of, and it'll be absolutely wonderful. See one of those um, in the back. And then we're starting a series called The Real Stimulus Package. Now, when I hear stimulus, and I hear them talking about stimulus package in Congress and, and voting on this, all this stuff, uh, I don't know about you, um, I don't get into an inflationary argument with anybody because I'm not that smart, and I don't know how it's going to affect anything, but I want you to know how well thought I think through the stimulus package, and this little scene represents exactly how I feel about the stimulus package. Show me the money. Still 
so folks, I, I, I just say, show me the money. I mean, it's just like, you want to give me a stimulus check? Just give me a stimulus check. And I was looking at this whole stimulus idea. You know, um, it's like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take whatever they give me. You know, and, and as a matter of fact, I think I got my check. I'm not going to get in an argument. I'm going to spend my $5,000. I know exactly where I'm spending my $5,000. Anybody else know where they're spending their $5,000? Oh, you guys aren't getting $5,000? Oh, I'm the only guy getting $5,000. <laughs> Sorry, show me the money. But I was, uh, <laughs> no, I'm getting the same amount as everybody else. They don't give preachers like extra stimulus checks or anything like that. I know you were like, man, what a gig. You know, uh, I was thinking about it, though, and um, I was getting the idea of infusing things with stimulus. It really is a clever idea. And um, when I look at America, America needs stimulus. It needs us to uh, kind of get something that will ignite us, our, particularly our economy. So the idea is give you some money so that you don't spend it on debt. This isn't a time for you to pay Pay off your credit card, which most people will do, but it's a time for you to infuse the retail system with some of your money so that the economy will be stimulated and things will continue to grow here in America, okay? I don't know the economics about it, but I can see the idea why you would want to do something like that. So when I was beginning to look at the concept of stimulus, I really saw that it wasn't too far from a biblical idea. You know, um... The, and over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at the concept in our lives. But I really believe that God wants to infuse people with a stimulus package so that we can use that stimulus package to infuse growth in the world around us. He doesn't want us using the stimulus package on paying on debt because the debt's already been paid in Christ but rather that God wants to give us the stimulus package of new life and the Holy Spirit and his word and, and the gracious gifts that he gives to us every single day because he wants us to use it in the economy of the world around us. And right now, emotionally and spiritually and socially, our culture needs a stimulus of some sort. Just a check for $650 is not going to stimulate that, but rather that God stimulates us, gives us a stimulus package so that we can begin to use it in the economy around us and begin to see change take place. So he doesn't just save us to save us. He saves us so that we can spend it on others. That this new life becomes a stimulus in the world around us. You know, when I think about how God wants to use us and the concept of stimulus, I always go back to biology or science. I just love it whenever I can find an illustration. But the, the best example I could find was that of a cloud. A cloud is a really interesting little thing. I mean, it, it, it's an amazing concept, and, and it's amazing the similarities between you and I and the world around us when it comes to the issue of clouds. I recently learned that at any one instance... The Earth's atmosphere contains 37.5 million billions gallons of water vapor. Now, I don't know what that number looks like on paper, but that's a lot of water, 37 million billion gallons of water vapor. And the atmosphere possesses all those resources. If it was all to drop at once, there would be no desert on the Earth. Isn't that crazy? That the stimulus for growth on this planet is already 
on this planet, or at least around this planet. All the deserts, all the arid lands of the world would be swallowed up by the result of this rain coming down, and it would cover the whole earth if it would release it, if it would just let it go. I believe as those who have received spiritual stimulus of new life, we are to release stimulus in the culture around us. You see, the love of heaven that we keep praying for and the help from heaven that we keep asking God for and that we need to water the earth is being held in our hearts. What America needs, what our family needs, what your marriage needs. It's like it's already there. It's all vapored up inside the human spirit. Inside that born-again heart, there is enough. If every born-again Christian was to allow their, their stimulus to come out, it would flood the earth. There would be no adoption agencies needed. There would be no foster care agencies needed. I mean, if we all of a sudden began to, racism would be a thing of the past. The need of each neighbor would be met. It's, and it's like, if God would just do a great work, no. If the clouds would just release what I have put in them, we could water the whole earth. We could, we could wipe out the arid regions within our country if we would just release what God has given us. See, we possess the power of love, truth. I just made a list of what's in my cloud. Love, truth, service, money, faith, forgiveness, hope to water the earth. It's all here already within the atmosphere. See, clouds cover the land all the time and we see them just kind of race by. And we just watch the clouds go by and, and we look at each, um, as we look at the earth and some of the arid regions, we can watch clouds pass over dry land and withhold their power of stimulus. It may be pretty to look at, but it's, it's all these clouds that have all this potential, all this capability of altering what's below them, but they just constantly just pass over withholding the power of stimulus. No matter who's in charge, life is going to be hard and difficult. And as Christians, we're walking through a culture that is arid and it is dry. It is angry, it has lost hope, it is confused, but yet I wonder if it's possible that it is that way, not because evil's on the earth, but because many of us as, as Christians are not releasing the power of stimulus. You know, God change my life. God, give me your spirit. God, fill me with your word. For what purpose? to hold it for myself, for me to go to heaven myself? Or is it that God's infused all these things in each and every one of us? You know, the economy of our lives, the, the, the intellect of our lives, the, the um, positions that we hold in our life, that God's given every one of this is because, hey, you're a cloud there and I want you to reign there. I've given you success, I've given you hope, I've given you peace, I've given you these things, I've given you salvation so that you can reign these things and not just pass over your culture and say, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Let me just tell you, if the world goes to hell in a handbasket, it is because the clouds never released heaven. It really is. And so God is challenging us today. You know, I, um, 
I've kind of made a little shift. I was sad last week. You remember we had a pretty good cathartic service here. And if you weren't here, I encourage you to, if, you know, if you're still concerned about things, to go back and, and look over it and, um, you know, just kind of refresh yourself with it. But when I let something go, I let somebody something go. You know, if I murder somebody and then I ask God to forgive me, hey, I don't think about it again. Okay, I just, you know, that, that, that thing I did, yeah, I just let it go. And so when I let something go, I let something go. So God has really challenged me that America, American Christians, it's time to stop being sad. It's time to stop being sad. Okay? It, this country does not need more tears. It needs the rain of God to drop down on the arid land below. It needs us in the confidence and the hope and the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to drop rain where God has planted us in life. Too many of us are passing over. And why are we passing over? Is it because we're all selfish and all? Maybe, maybe one or two of you are selfish, okay? And maybe I'm the one of the two. But, you know, but for most of us, it's fear. Well, if I drop my rain, will I have enough rain left over for me? If I drop my resources, if I get involved, if, if I, you know, and, and the other day, a, a team of us went down to the homeless shelter, and we, um, for a couple hours, we worked at the homeless shelter together. And there was some real fear about going to the homeless shelter. I mean, it's like, shoot, half the team was over the age of 60, and, you know, and we got people who've been living out on the street that probably aren't, you know, you know, distancing themselves, or maybe, maybe they are actually distancing themselves. But, but the problem was is that, hey, if we get on this homeless shelter, it is possible that we're going we're to end up with bed bugs. We're going to end up with uh, COVID. We're gonna, and we had to decide in that moment, you know what? Are we going to hold back our clouds, rain, because we're afraid of the situation? And I think a lot of us are in that place where we are withholding serving others, giving um, loving, neighboring, forgiving, and all that stuff because I think a lot of us are afraid. And as a result of it, the land keeps getting more arid and drier and drier, and things are just not getting better. We want to be close to God but separate from the trouble of the world. Isn't, that, isn't the cloud perfect? I love it. It's like part in the heavens and part on the earth. And that's exactly what a Christian is. We're kind of not of the earth, but of the world, but in the world. And so most Christians want to be closer to God and further away from the earth. And we just kind of float over the earth with our critical eye and determine how it needs to improve, but release nothing to enable it to improve. And so God is challenging all of us to come out of our sadness and to begin the power of, of being the real stimulus to what needs to take place around but pastor, I pray for our nation. I want the world to get better, just like you do. And God wants to love and to spread his love around the earth, but he, he wants his clouds to release the stimulus. I mean, that's how it gets done. Here's how God says the world gets better, right out of his word. 1 Corinthians 3, 7 says this. Some plant, some water, but the Lord brings the increase. Real simple little verse. Some plant, some water, but the Lord brings the increase. Now, the first thing that jumped up to me was the hypothetical sum. 
I think that's part of our problem, that it's only some of us that are planting, that it's only some of us that are watering. You know, imagine if that verse said, all plant and all water and the Lord brings the increase. That's a changed world. That's a changed family. That's a changed marriage. Can you imagine if all the people in the marriage, the husband and wife are in the marriage, and both of them are planting and watering. Guess what's gonna happen to that relationship? The Lord's gonna bring increase to it. Can you imagine if everybody in a church went to the homeless shelter? I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, I'm just, it's just almost imaginable to me, but can you imagine if everybody went to a church, I mean, went to a homeless shelter and helped there? And instead of some watering and some planting, but rather all. And then the Lord says, okay, it's kind of like, a, it's kind of like one of those matching donations that you see maybe on a podcast or where the, the speaker will say, hey, listen, uh, we've got a matching donor. He'll give 300000 If we can get 300000 he'll match it with a, a donation. It's kind of like that. It's like God says, hey, I want your land to be healed. But I've put all my resources in the clouds, the people that are part of heaven and part of the earth, my children. And that stimulus, and it's like if you'll release, I will, I will match your donation. I will bring increase. Now, let me just say this. I've used the word donation and give a couple times. This is not a sermon about tithing. Okay, so if you're all of a sudden starting to get all, you know, crazy, like here he comes, he's going to talk about money. Now, I'm talking about everything. I'm not, my vision's so much more than, than your money. No, no, your heart is loaded with stuff that, that I want to see sprinkled on the earth. Your soul, your imagination, your arms, your resources, you're, you're a cloud that God's put specifically in a location to bring about growth to the people that are, are living below you or around you. But I don't want you to miss the flow of this verse. And I think it's really important. I think Paul was very specific about flow. Plant water increase. Plant water increase. We speak the truth. We water, the, we water with love, and God causes the growth. See, we usually, as Christians in the Bible, well, if God wants it to happen, He's, he's going to have to make it happen. And God says, "Yo, I want it to happen." It's called a cloud. You know, whenever you see a cloud. It's a reminder that vapor is present in the atmosphere. Potential is, is, is near. God's already loaded the atmosphere with clouds. And it's like, well, if God wants to happen, he's going to have to make it happen. It's like, no. Here's how it happens. I give you a stimulus package. You plant and you water. And as you're obedient to my will, as you begin to release my gifts into the world, my resources, my calling into the world, I'll increase that. But if you think I'm just gonna pour into your cloud so that your cloud can just fly over the earth and critically think about how you would do it if you were in charge, that's not what the kingdom of God is about. The kingdom of God is about stimulating us with his spirit so that we can make an impact around us. See, unfortunately, we wait for God to plant and bring increase in our lives. It, it just seems like, you know, wait on the Lord, taking that verse out of context or out of its true meaning. We want God to bring increase without planting or watering. Oh, but where in biology do you see such a phenomenon? Where do you, it, it, where, I mean, that's the big question that every biologist has. 
What stimulated growth on the earth? But they do know this. Something had to stimulate growth on the earth. We want God to do something powerful. Well, the stimulus of that power is already here. It's us. And as we walk in the spirit of God, as we share and, and live in accordance with God's word, as we begin to mingle with people and begin to drop what God's given us, life begins to happen in arid regions. It works like this. We plant what God has given us. We water what we planted, and God increases it. That's the formula. That's how America is going to change. That's how your marriage is going to change. That's how your parenting is going to change. That's how your school is going to change. That's how it's all going to, going to change. We plant what God's given us. We water what we planted. And then God says, okay, I'm going to increase that. So let me ask you this. Are you just like living like a cloud passing over the earth? Oh, man, I come up with the worst questions to ask an audience that I want to come back. You know? I mean, seriously. But think about it. Are you living like a cloud passing over the earth? Just passing over. Not dropping anything. Just, just every day you're just passing over the earth and nothing gets dropped. But rather because of fear or selfishness or, or, or anger or pride or whatever it may be, you're just gathering, gathering, gathering in your cloud, but you're just not releasing anything in the world below. Have you stopped neighboring? Have you stopped loving? Have you stopped giving? Have you stopped encouraging? Have you stopped serving others? Is this little mask that we have on our faces going to stop us from watering the earth? Is the political atmosphere going to stop us from loving and dropping the stimulus of God on the earth? Is our regret or our anger, our fear, going to stop us from dropping the stimulus that God has given each and every one of us? You see, we're all familiar with the Good Samaritan story. And I, I, it's a great story. You know, a guy gets mugged, robbed, and left for dead on the side of the road. But it's a meteorological story. I mean, it's, all, it's got all kinds of weather going on in it. The first cloud goes by. Uh, it's not a cumulus nimbus cloud, but, but a Levite crowd. And this cloud just goes by this man that's hurting, and the cloud just floats over his life, looks down and goes, hmm, and it floats on. Second cloud goes by. It's not a serious cloud, but a priest and religious cloud. It too passes by and sees the hurt man and with all the resources necessary to drop something on this man's life to bring about healing, but it drops nothing. But a third cloud goes by, a strange looking cloud, and it begins to drop healing on the hurt man, begins to release its resources into the life of that person, begins to stimulate the restoration of life. This is the man, this is the cloud that Jesus exemplifies as the kingdom of heaven, that that's exactly how it works. So are you holding your stimulus back? 
you know, um, is a little phrase I came up with. Maybe when I'm dead, this will become famous. Um, it's uh, that the cloud, that the ground is always at the mercy of the cloud. You know, just think about it. I mean, that's, that's a really heavy kind of thing. The ground is always at the mercy of the cloud. What happens on the ground will always be determined on the behavior of the cloud. No matter if it's in the right location, no matter what all of its potential is, but it will always come down to that, that ground will remain that ground based upon the behavior of the cloud and whether or not the cloud will release it. Our culture is at the mercy, not of the Republican Party or the Democrat Party or the terrorists or at the mercy of COVID or anything. No, our country is at the mercy of those who are, call themselves Christian and whether or not they will release their stimulus on the world below them. You know, and it's like, well, who are we supposed to release our cloud on? Well, we know the scripture tells us that it rains on the just and the unjust. So apparently there's kind of like an indiscriminate loving that God wants to have happen on this planet. Here's another question. Maybe you got a cloud and it is dropping something. Now you know where we're going with this. Are you stimulating love or division? Every time your cloud passes over the conversation at work, every time that you're at the store, every time you're anywhere, that whenever you come out, when you, you begin to open up your mouth, it is your, and you begin to rain you. First of all, if you're raining you, you might already have a problem. But what are you raining? I mean, seriously, are you always divisive? Are you always negative? Are you always complaining about this person or that person group? Are you always just kind of just dropping, you know, the negative on people? Are you always dropping and sowing division? Break it down to your marriage. What kind of cloud are you? You know, what, what do you rain on your family when you come home? Are you stimulating hope? Are you stimulating fear? See, we could be stimulating fear also. Wouldn't that be really sad to think that my life as a Christian, was one of the most powerful fear stimulations that there is. I mean, you know, when I, when I go around and talk to people, do I, am I stimulating fear in their lives? Are you stimulating peace or war? You know, um, I don't know. I would say this. Bada bing, I look in your ammo closet. What are you stocked up on? Seriously, what are you stocked up on? Hey, I'm a gun guy. I got, a, I got cool guns, but you know what? Is, is that my stimulus package? Is that what I got to offer the world? Is I got a lot of ammo and I've got food and cans and I'm a prepper or whatever. I'm not a prepper, but, uh, you know, is, is that really where you are? Is that we're now at the hoarding phase of life and we're ready to fight and kill people? See, that's not you, right? I mean, it's easy to get there, but that's not us, right? I mean, don't we... Give, and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaken down, runneth over. I mean, isn't that us? Uh, it's better to give than it is to receive. Uh, turn the other cheek. If somebody hits you on the right, give them the left cheek. Isn't that us? But what's happened is we've allowed the events of the world around us to, to just kind of, as clouds, we've just sucked it all up. 
and we just pass over our culture. I'm not saying any of that stuff, saving money or, or making sure you got food or else, but, but is that what we have to offer the earth? So today, we live in a time when the ground of society is dry and arid, more than it's ever been. People are f- failing to relationally heal. You know, we're, we're just not healing. Yet we have been given the power of stimulus from the government of God to help growth around us. The government of God in the cross of Christ has written us a check. The, the, the accusations that were accusing all of us of our sin have been pinned to the cross. The handwriting has been taken out through the, the death of Jesus Christ. Our government in Christ, the kingdom of heaven, has given every one of us a stimulus check. What are we doing with that stimulus check? We need to spend it. You know what we need to be able to do? Is have culture say to us, Show me the money. It's like, show me your love. Show me your tolerance. Show me your forgiveness. Show me your courage. Show me your hope. Show me your fear, but yet the faith that helps you walk through the fear. Show me your authenticity. Show me your relationship with God. Show me your God. See, that's what our culture is asking us to do. I want you to listen to the sound of rain for a moment because it's a really, I love this sound. Even though our church floods, I love this sound. Right now I'm thinking about walking through Magnolia or Middleton or any one of the plantations with this kind of rain. Birds in the air. I mean, we've all known this in Charleston. What a beautiful thing when in the right way, a cloud releases its rain and stimulates life. Listen to Paul talk about how our cloud is to stimulate. He says, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. In Ephesians 4, he continues, he says, let no corrupt talk come out of your cloud, but only such is good for building up as it fits the occasion. That is, that it may give grace to those who hear. Man, what a beautiful cloud that just drops grace on people's lives. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. But let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ Jesus forgave you. But, Pastor Paul, no, 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 no buts about it. That's, that's our calling, okay? That's Paul in a Roman culture. That's Paul 
in the world in the in the city of Ephesus. That's Paul in the hostility of the ocean. That's Paul before uh, Nero. This is Paul. This is the Paul who knows uh, hardship and difficulty. But he says, "Listen, don't let the world ever get you to the place that you don't drop the stimulus that God has given to you into your life." So I want you to hear the just quickly the attributes of a growth cloud, and you. You can determine what kind of cloud are you. You know, cumulus, nimbus, and all the other different kind of names that are out there. Let me ask you, here's a growth cloud from the words of Paul. Always be gracious. Oh, my God. Always be gracious. Seasoned. Mmm. You see, I mean, you're, you're the one that makes everything else taste good around Man, wouldn't that be nice to have a church? Not just some water, not some, some plant. Wouldn't it be cool if all seasoned other people's lives? You know, heaven's, heaven's here, folks. I mean, heaven's, heaven's on the, is on the earth. It's just held up in the stimulus cloud. You know, God has done his part, and he's ready to do more. If he could just get his clouds to kind of like, you know, little, little out. Instead of being so sad, so afraid, so angry, so racist, so political, okay? I mean, it's okay to be politically active, but not politically preoccupied. There's a difference. They'll mess your cloud up real bad. But I love it. Always be gracious, seasoned, no corrupting talk. Wow, you know what? You just shut me up for half the day. Good for building up. Good for building up. Give grace. Do not grieve. The Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing that the Holy Spirit is grieved by the way that we deal with the world? We grieve God by holding back from the world. Wow. Then there's the toxic cloud. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor. You know, I, I didn't think I was a clamor guy, you know. Come on, look at me. Do I look like a clamor guy to you? No, I know you're all wondering what the word clamor means and what would it look like. But um, it, it, there's, it, it's, it's kind of like this nervous readiness to, to fight. Okay? You know, it, it, it really, it's just like this. Let me just show you what happened. When, when Wednesday happened and the insurrection took place, the attempt took place at the Capitol. I have a friend who I love, a brother in Christ, that I love, and he sent me a text message about you effing Republicans have effing ruined the effing world, effing, 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 okay? And I'm sorry, Emmy, that F means um, friendship. That's what it stands for. Yes, friendship. So, so he sends me this email, I mean this text message, and it's just, you know, about Republicans. Well, I just happen to be one, but I'm not an insurrectionist. You know, I love our country, and what they did was wrong, and they need to pay also, okay? But um, so I got, he dropped his toxicity on me. I'm like, okay, MMF. I'm like, I can use that word too. And, and I, I called him a baby killer. I called him, I'm like, how dare you, you know? And, and I'm like, all of a sudden, just getting really angry, and, and, and it was like pure toxicity, and we dropped it on each other. And it wasn't, going, it wasn't getting better. And this is a guy I love like a brother. 
And all of a sudden, Lord just said, dude, this is not what you're called to do. You're toxic. And so I said, hey, listen, man, let's, let's just stop. Neither one of us are going to make a better world if we continue the direction we're going. And so I just texted, hey, peace, you are my brother. And together, if we do it God's way, we can, this can get better. Whole conversation turned around. He spoke peace to me. By the time it was all over, you know, we're just loving each other and all that stuff. But we have to decide what kind of cloud we are going to be. So as we go into this moment of expressions, let me just ask you this. Just a couple questions. Are you holding back loving people because of fear? You know, it's, are you holding back from serving because of fear? Do you have permission from God to t have that response? If God's given you that permission, cool. Have you gotten permission from God to stop Samaritan, from stop being the third cloud that passes over the earth? Um, what could you do to stimulate life around you? Just look around you. How could you stimulate something? How could you maybe stimulate healthiness in your marriage or in your family or in a situation at work? How could you drop a little spring rain to stimulate growth? Am I passing over the world with no impact and I'm just storing up all the vapor in the atmosphere for myself? Or maybe is God challenging you today about what you've been dropping on the earth? You know, some sort of acid rain, some sort of toxic rain that you've been dropping into other people's lives. What do your conversations go like? And then here's the biggest one that you need to ask. Have I received from God the real stimulus package for life? Maybe you're here and your encounter with God is Levitical. Like that one cloud. Maybe your experience with God is religious, like the other cloud. Maybe it's time that we ask ourselves, do I really have what God wants me to have? Do I have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection? Do I have the Holy Spirit? Do I really have the Holy Spirit? Not just enough to get me saved, but enough for me to drop on the world around me, to begin life to be stimulated. See, these are the things that God wants us to focus on. Do I have the real stimulus package? So let me encourage you. If you don't know if Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of your life, God wants to fill your cloud with power and truth and love and, and His Spirit. So let me encourage you in this time, let it be a time while we're taking communion, while we're pinning our prayer requests to the cross, let this be a time when you welcome Jesus Christ into your life. Let your cloud soak up the resources of heaven. Know his forgiveness. Know his mercy. Know his truth. Know his spirit. And if you're a Christian and you've been a Christian for a while, maybe your cloud has rained out. Man, Pastor, I, I gave and I gave and I gave and I'm just tired. I don't want to be a cloud anymore. Well, maybe it's time for you just to ask God for the Holy Spirit 
to renew your strength like David did, to renew a right heart inside of you, to fill you up with something. You know, I really, my biggest fear in the world is it's not getting old and dying. I think my biggest fear in the world is living uselessly, is that I just have no use. I have nothing to drop. And I really believe that that is a lie from hell itself, that any one of us should accept a reality where we do not feel useful in the kingdom of God. Maybe you're here today and you feel useless. I haven't seen a piece of land on this earth that couldn't use a little rain. And you're just the person through Christ to bring it. Heavenly Father, as we come into this place, as we're here together, we pray that you would fill us with your spirit. Fill us more. Just immerse us, God, with your Holy Spirit. Fill my cloud, O oh God. Maybe I have allowed the vapor of your kingdom to dissipate in my life. That the, the heat of the sun drew, drove it away from me. But today, Lord God, you want to refresh us. Not just so that we can grow, but so that we can plant and so that we can water and so that you can get about the business of doing what you want to do, bringing about increase on planet Earth. So fill us today. And for those of us today that don't know Jesus, and don't know the refreshing rain of heaven, today God just wants you to take the next step. Just dare, just dare to just open your heart to God and ask him for his stimulus in your life, his forgiveness, his word, his truth, his resurrection power to just wash over you. Feel the cool rain in the heat of the day, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of life, the power of usefulness. We thank you, Father. Let me encourage you. Remember, don't leave your prayer requests unutilized. Maybe today, your prayer request becomes the stimulus before heaven to bring a healing into another person's life. So pin it to the cross and receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who was planted and his life watered the earth so that we would see the increase.